Hello, and welcome to Emerging Grower, a podcast where we will focus on bringing growers and ag tech professionals together to help accelerate conversations between the two fields in the agriculture industry. This podcast is energized by Grand Farm, which is enabling technology to feed the world by facilitating collaboration and innovations solving the world's largest challenges in agriculture technology. My name is Cameron McNabb, and I am a member of the Grand Farm team who is helping facilitate this podcast. On April 4th, Grand Farm will be hosting the Space Ag Conference which seeks to explore advanced agriculture technologies to transform the ag tech industry in space. This conference will be located at the University of North Dakota in Grand Forks. To learn more, visit www.grandfarm.com and we hope to see you all there. In this month's episode, we have Joel Jorgensen and Troy Uglum discussing efficiency on the farm. Joel is the CEO and president at BWR Innovations and has been for over four years. BWR produces hydrogen generators for residential, commercial, agriculture, and military applications. Troy is a farmer who grows a variety of crops, which include corn, soybeans, dry beans, spring wheat, and even spearmint. We hope you enjoy Joel and Troy's conversation and are able to gain a greater insight in the world of agriculture. Well, good afternoon. This is Joel Jorgensen with BWR Innovations. We are a Fargo company producing hydrogen generators for agriculture, residential, military, and commercial applications. And I'm just so excited today to talk to Troy. He's a local farmer who is uh, progressive in many ways. And as we're looking at the future of energy and the energy and agriculture intersection, where the farmer of the 21st century in North Dakota can be producing their own energy, selling their own energy as a cash crop, not having gas, not having diesel to buy in the future, not having electricity that you buy from the electrical grid, but being able to sell electricity and sell hydrogen as the surplus that you don't need for your your own application. My question to you, kind sir, is what does this mean to your farming in the future where you are producing and selling all of the energy that you might need? I think it's a cool concept. Uh, like Joel said, I'm Troy Oglum. Um, I'm a producer. Uh, I farm about 30 miles west of Grand Forks near Northwood. Uh, we raise corn, soybeans, uh, dry beans, uh, spring wheat, and spearmint. Um, yeah, I think energy, I mean, I keep telling my son, he's a, a junior at NDSU, and we talk technology and different things in the industry and in the farm. I keep telling him what I've seen in the last 20 years for changes you're going to see in the next five as far as the amount of change that is going on right now um i'm really excited about agriculture and just the the industries in north dakota as a whole and to get back to your question as far as energy i mean right now we're raising energy in one form or another right now with the corn and soybeans um and and uh you know with some of these crushing plants and different things going in um, that's giving us more markets for those internally. So not all our product has to be shipped overseas and depend on foreign markets. And so that's one avenue right now. But seeing other other energy sources in the future, I mean, anytime we can look at controlling our input costs and what goes into our operation being more more in control of that is great because as a producer, a lot of our things that we use, that we buy, that we use for inputs, 
we we don't have a choice on we don't we can't necessarily set a price on her so if there's things we can do on our own operation um to control those costs energy being one fertilizer being another huge one um that'd be great for us I, we look forward to those some of those things and i i appreciate those comments because as as we're working at bwr innovations again with our partnership with grand farms we're setting up the demonstration of a re green energy, a renewable, uh, sustainable energy system for the farm. And what, what I mean by that is we have windmills like you have in your area, yep. providing electricity when the wind is blowing and, and some solar panels that are providing electricity when the sun is shining. And with that, coupled with the work that we have at BWR Innovations, where that excess power that would be provided by the solar panels or provided by the wind turbines, but not used at that time. We're able to store that energy in the form of hydrogen because the power from the renewables that are not being used can be powering this electrolysis unit and bottling and storing hydrogen. So when the sun sets and the wind stops blowing, we can now take that hydrogen that was produced and directly make electricity from this using this fuel cell technology and producing electricity with only water vapor as its exhaust. It is safe, it is clean, it is efficient, there's no carbon emissions, and it works basically anywhere on the farm. Stationary as part of buildings, portable as part of any uh, system you might have. With our team at uh, BWR, it's single phase, it's split phase, it's three phase. Okay. It matches what your farm needs and as your farm needs grow, it's easy to add more electrolysis, more electrical generation, more hydrogen storage, and everything that you might need for your farm, you have in the system. And again, the ability to sell the electricity to the utility, to sell that hydrogen for either other electrical production or for that uh, electric vehicle of the future, which is using hydrogen instead of uh, battery power. And as we look at the farm of the future with the new tractors and the autonomous vehicles mm -hmm. and the drones that can be using this kind of hydrogen power and electric power, I would just think it would be really exciting. Yeah, no, I mean, you bring up some real great points there as far as with the emissions and everything. All, every time you look around, I mean, our new tractors, new combines, all this stuff is coming with DEF now. You know, that was their, that was their solution to getting the first steps, you know, but yeah, I mean, you look at what the uh, automotive industry is doing with electric vehicles and everything, you know, I think I can see that in our future. I've, I have some reserves about North Dakota and our cold temperatures and our big horsepower, you know, there's some hoops to get through, but, but why wouldn't we, you know, I mean, why wouldn't that be in the future? So, I mean, yeah, I think it, it could be a very, very interesting process. And as far as using it on the farm, um, you know, heating our shops in the winter, um, I don't know if it could be used with grain drying systems. I mean, with pro with the amount of propane and stuff we do with, uh, with corn drying, corn harvest, you know, those are all things that if we were self-sufficient in those, you could take and and zero out those inputs that would come right into our bottom line. Mm -hmm. So can you explain a little bit, I went on your website a little bit um, looking, mm -hmm. can you explain a little bit as far as the process of, of creating the energy and the hydrogen? I'd be happy to. So at BWR Innovations, we were partnered with the world leaders in the components 
for hydrogen economy. Uh, this, the building block of that, the first uh, block you have is what's called an electrolyzer. Now the technology and the physics behind the electro electrolyzer is 100 plus years old. And really all it's doing is it's taking very clean water and zapping it with electricity and okay. water that H2O, when it's zapped by electricity, breaks the molecular bond okay. and the hydrogen and oxygen separate. Oxygen can go back to the environment, but the hydrogen is captured, compressed, and stored in a tank. Okay. And what we're doing, and the nickname that uh, our team has been using, is that we're bottling sunshine, or we're bottling the wind by storing that excess in uh, hydrogen. Okay. <clears throat> so when the sun sets, and when the wind stops blowing, that compressed hydrogen is brought into a different uh, unit. That's called the fuel cell module. Okay. And that just does the reverse of the electrolysis. What it'll do is it'll take hydrogen that's stored in the tank yep. and oxygen from the air and it will bring the two together and hydrogen and oxygen combine to make water mm -hmm. the exhaust is water vapor as the byproduct that it makes electricity okay so it makes electricity with really no moving parts we have the wind that is temporarily or the sunshine temporarily stored as hydrogen yep it's transportable it's safe and it can be used at any time to create electricity again. Okay. <clears throat> from a farming standpoint, and growing up on a farm myself, from a farming standpoint, now we can use this electricity anywhere at any time. Yep. And again, <clears throat> whether it's a single phase for all of the outlets and everything else, whether it's split phase for the welders and the heavier equipment, if it's three phase, as you talked about with the grain, grain drying dryers. applications and yep. everything else, BWR Innovations has those building blocks that we can bring that to you at any time. Mm -hmm. Not only that, we have the partnerships, as I talked about, with the world-class leaders of all of those components and, and where we really have our core competence and our expertise, we have all the data. We have all the data of exactly how much power you need and then how much power we need to deliver. Okay. How long do you need to operate, which means how much hydrogen do we need to produce? Yep. And all of the other things, as you scale, as you operate, and as you want to do the best performance of your farm, we give you that data at any time from any platform anywhere. That's impressive. I mean, that's when you look at that and you can say, I got the research to back it up. I don't just have a product here that's available. You know, it's it's really exciting, you know, and like you say, sizing it to the different farm uses, you know, it's not a one size fits all. And so... No, it's not a one-size-fits-all, and that's actually what's really so exciting about the technology and the partnership we have with Grand Farms. The demonstration is that it is a building block of uh, modules, electrolysis, tanks, and inverters. So it meets your needs. <clears throat> now, the nice thing about it is if you take a hydrogen generator and you say, actually, my needs have grown, I need more power, it's easy to slide in another 4-kilowatt module. Okay. It's much more difficult if you have a hundred horsepower diesel to say, I need to add two more cylinders. Right. It just doesn't work. That doesn't way. work so well. It doesn't no. work so well. <laughs> but with the fuel cell technology and with the technology with BWR innovation, it's all scalable and modular and it's easy to reconfigure as you need. Grow as you grow. Okay. So it's really exciting from that perspective. And again, the data that uh, we're collecting and the patents that we're being issued are really fundamental for what it means to your farm use and how you can make it with your farm finances. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Another thing I was thinking about as I was looking at it, 
Um, how it might fit in our operation is uh, we grow uh, spearmint. It's a specialty crop. Um, you won't hear much about it. We're the only ones in the state that grow it. And common product, Wrigley's, Procter & Gamble, all these for toothpaste, any health, uh, mouth, oral care. Um, so to make that, we grow it. It grows similar to alfalfa. Mm-hmm. We cut it, and then we have our own processing facility where we push high-pressure steam through the leaves. The oil is taken up with the steam, and then we condense it, separate it, and get the pure mint oil, which we turn around and, and market to uh, market to the end users. But in that process, we have a high-pressure steam boiler that's run off a of diesel or propane. So there might be some options there as an energy source for hydrogen one day in the future. We're really excited about those applications because from a BWR perspective, we're producing electricity. And from there, whether it's a car or a combine, whether it's a barn or a house, what that electrical load is, quite honestly, doesn't matter to us. We can provide that electricity where you need it, as you need it, whenever you need it. So that uh, high value, unique, unique application like you're talking about, is just again another perfect application of what we're producing and what we're working with Grand Farm to deliver to you and your farms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think, and not only do we run on the on either diesel or propane, but it's also a huge electricity user where we're using stepped up <clears throat> electricity right now because we don't have three phase coming into the farm, so we're use we're stepping it up with VRDs and everything else to get it up to <clears throat> three phase to run the six hundred horse boiler. So. So it's really interesting when we're making the electricity locally, when we're making the hydrogen locally and all of these other things is you don't have that losses that you might have that you'd be talking about. If you're bringing in uh, electricity from a utility plant in Western North Dakota or somewhere else, there's electrical losses in that transmission between the uh, utility and your end user. At the same time with what we're doing with the uh, technology, we're able to match Again, on a moment-by-moment basis for what that need is. So as you're talking about a diesel generator or a diesel engine, when that diesel is idling, it's still consuming a a diesel. It's still, you know, uh, creating pollution. It's still doing all of these other things. And its efficiency drops to a very low number, but you're still burning diesel. It's still dollars going out. That's right. By comparison, what a hydrogen generator will do, it's not burning, it's combining with oxygen from the air to make water vapor and electricity, is when that consumption, when that demand goes to zero, the hydrogen shuts off. The electronics within the generator is still monitoring, looking for the demand Mm -hmm. to see if hydrogen needs to be produced or consumed at some point to make electricity. But if that demand goes to zero, hydrogen shuts off. Everything is still operational, ready to turn on when you need it. But unlike the diesel, it's not consuming fuel and it's not, you know, adding pollutants at that time. It just waits until you need that energy. Mm -hmm. No, it's exciting (laughs) concepts. And I've been going back to Grand Farm a little bit. I've been following them from the last few years or whatever. and, And the concepts they have about bringing the think tanks together, bringing the industries and different things together. Because I know when I was doing a little research on this and stuff, um, you know, as a producer, there's a lot of things going on around us. And a lot of times we get consumed with our own operation and our own industry, and we're not necessarily paying attention to some of these other things that are coming down the road. So, mm-hmm. so having some of this stuff brought forward is really exciting 
to kind of bring it to the forefront and make connections and uh, so that we're aware of it and we can be looking for that stuff. It's, it's so satisfying for us at BWR Innovations to be talking to you and to be working with Grand Farms. We see this as a game changer in agriculture mm -hmm. and certainly going forward in the, in the next generation for electrical productions. Within the United States, there's a, a large push, as you're well aware, with the Department of Energy and with others for this new hydrogen hubs and hydrogen economy. And we see other parts of the country, specifically California, really having a tremendous pull for hydrogen systems and is building a lot of the infrastructure. But BWR is based in Fargo. It's based in Fargo for many reasons, because as much as anything else, of the quality of the people and the quality of the opportunities. Mm -hmm. So having the ability to partner with Grand Farms to work with you and to bring this to the agriculture and to the economics of uh, North Dakota is really important to us. So we've got a very transparent, very open door uh, policy of what we're producing and giving demonstrations of how we can do this and more importantly, how we can do this for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you, me being from North Dakota, growing up here, living here all my life, there's definitely something about working with local people and it's the worth ec, work ethic or whatever it is, but just that common bond where you feel very comfortable working with somebody up and down the valley, western, eastern North Dakota because you just know what you're working with. If you pick up a phone and see something on a website and you click on it and you're somewhere else and you're talking to somebody, you have no idea what that is. They may be a good company, they may have a good product, but you don't know where if it's local, you kind of already are 50% there knowing that, you know, I, I, I kind of know where I'm getting or I, you know, kind of know what I'm getting. So, and I think as North Dakota grows with the energy and agriculture, I think, especially in the Fargo-Moorhead area, we're drawing in a lot of industry and a lot of innovation, which I think is great for me as a producer in agriculture, because like I told my son, this is changing so fast. And for us to have to work with big companies out of California or somewhere else on this new technology, this is being able to pick up the phone or stop by an office and, and talk to people is, is huge. So growing up as a uh, kid on the farm and now as an adult, as an electrical engineer, I've always tried to match the two. And again, you know, I really am excited for the applications that we have with our hydrogen production to bring it back to agriculture. But it's interesting as we're talking to companies from Germany, uh, from Indonesia, from in, uh, England, from Italy and all of these others, and they are so engaged with what BWR Innovations is doing in the technology, but then they come back to, and you're located where? Yeah. Fargo, North Dakota. How are you gonna how are you gonna do that? Exactly. <laughs> but there again, it's it's to the point that you just made and, and you were so articulate in how you said this. The strength of the people, the work ethic, the innovation, the creativity. Mm -hmm. Uh we have a just a diverse team at uh, BWR with just amazing talent from old to young. And the ideas that are generated and the solutions that are provided. Uh, as a teamwork, as a collaborative, as a culture is based on, again, what you said, the idea that everybody can come together, toss out ideas, try something, test something, build something, perfect something, and then produce something is really pretty amazing. I just don't think that could happen anywhere else than where we are right now. Right. Yeah. No, the Midwest, as far as getting things done and coming up with new ideas is, is a great place, great place to be. Definitely.
So going um, back to your your main source of your power that you're getting, you're, you're taking wind energy and solar energy. North Dakota, we don't have a lot of solar energy in the state that I'm aware of anyway. There's gotten to be a lot more windmills. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually in our area, they've been working on a couple of years now trying to put another wind farm together and hasn't come along very fast. Um, what do you see as, as uh, obstacles in getting the wind farms going and then there's a lot of talk with wind farms how long they last if if there isn't surplus is there if it isn't government money support behind them are they really as efficient as they are what's your what's your thought on that <laughs> well, not to put you on the spot no but. no no no, no. And, and i appreciate the question it's a thoughtful question and and i uh, I, I like it with respect to wind, with respect to um, solar, you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, North Dakota North Dakota is not that solar mecca, and there are some issues with wind that uh, are, are are worth mentioning. But having said that, and again, from a technology standpoint, we're looking at just what you told your son, that the technologies in the next five years and 10 years are going to be not just evolutionary, but revolutionary. There's going to be some things on the horizon that are going to be rather spectacular that bring new solutions to the table. But I want to mention one other thing, because really there's another part of how we manage the power and deliver the power to you that I think is really important to mention, because we do have the ability to take power from solar panels and wind. We can also deliver that power to your farm or to your grain dryer from the grid or from the fuel cell generator as it is. And we have the ability through our software, through the telemetry, through our Amazon web cloud-based control to say, we're going to deliver to your farm, to your site, the most resilient, lowest cost power. So when you have off-peak power that's very stable, but only a few cents per kilowatt hour, we're going to buy that from the grid. And we're going to provide that to your farm and maybe even use a little hydrogen production on the side. And then as that uh, power becomes more expensive, now we can start switching to the renewables when they're available or the hydrogen as we wish. Because there's another part of the equation that as a farmer and as a producer and as a business owner, you understand, and that's that idea of the peak power. Because that's another part Mm -hmm. of that total electrical bill that sometimes gets to be rather expensive. When you have the peak amount of power that you're using, you know, that highest amount of electricity per month that might only be five or six or seven percent of your total electric bill, but might be 30 to 45 percent of your total electrical cost. Yep. Again, that's where BWR with our software and with our control and with our cloud-based system can help shave that cost. Because what we can do is then we can start mixing in the, on the fly. The delivery of uh, electricity to your farm will then become a mixture from the fuel cell and from the grid. So we're buying less power from the grid at that moment, delivering the same amount that you need right? and peak shaving and reducing the amount of cost that you have by just producing a little bit of hydrogen power when it's needed. Mm-hmm. So with that, with this peak shaving, we're able to lower your costs without any changes to your farm operation. Yeah, no, if you can take the top off, every penny counts, you know, and that's, and like you say, during during mint harvest, during horn harvest, whatever, yeah, we, we're spike in our energy, yep. you know, but it's a short amount of time, but you spike it and that's it, that's where you get your cost. 
And that, that cost can be considerable. <clears throat> and again, through the app, through the cloud-based, if we just take off that peak because we're not going to buy as much from the utility company or we're going to take a little bit from hydrogen, right. you can save a lot of money. Yeah, no, definitely. It's very interesting process. So as we're going forward, you know, BWR Innovation is creating the components to bring to you. And that's going to be for the hydrogen, that's going to be for the storage, that's going to be for the uh, AC power, if it's single phase or split phase, and like you said, three phase. A mm -hmm. simple solution for us, but that's a rather unique solution for you. Right. And all of the other components, again, so we can hope to achieve our vision, where your farm is producing all of the energy it needs, and then having excess energy be that cash crop. Hydrogen, electricity, or a combination thereof. And as you were talking about, making this all under your control and making mm -hmm. it better for your bottom line. Right, yeah. No, the more we can control, you know, and, and the technology that we're using on the farm right now allows us to do some of those control things. You know, like with your company, you're controlling, you know, the costs and the making of the electricity. With our operation, we're controlling and trying to control our inputs through variable rate mapping and variable rate fertilizer. So we're 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 doing some of those same things with technology. Um, so yeah, we definitely have a connection there. Fantastic. I really appreciate this. this has been a fantastic conversation, and uh, again, hope it's to be the first of many as BWR continues to bring this technology to North Dakota. Yeah, no, as a producer, I'm very excited about making these connections and I hope that uh, Grand Farm can allow us to make more of these connections and, and bring this technology to agriculture. Thank you, kind sir. Yeah, thank you very much. And that will wrap up this month's episode of Emerging Grower. We want to thank Joel and Troy for being on this month's episode. We also want to thank Grand Farm for energizing this podcast along with all of the Grand Farm partners. To learn more about Grand Farm, you can visit the website, which is www.grandfarm.com. You can expect new Emerging Grower episodes to release in the third week of each month on all audio platforms. We hope you all have a great rest of your day.